Welcome to the fourth CD in the article marking CD series. My name is Sean Mize and the website is secretsofinternetsuccess.com. Now the first thing that I am going to discuss on this CD is signing up with the various article directories. Of course in the third CD I just gave you a list of a short list of article directories and again you're going to be submitting to a larger list 100 to 150 article directories. Now when I began to sign up for these article directories every article directory it seems had a different process and um, many of them required you to confirm an e a link in the email and the email doesn't come to you for five or ten minutes or some period of time so what happens is when you're signing up with these article directors if you go in and you sign up for one and then you go look for email and you wait for it to come and then you get it and then you fumble through trying to submit the article etc etc you can literally spend fifteen or twenty minutes on each and every article directory now what I have found works much better is to go through my list of article directories and begin uh, signing up with each one, one in a row. So if I've got a list of 100 article directories that I want to submit to, then I will take a block of time, you know, five or six hours to sit down and submit to, or to, uh, to sign up with all of them. Now I only sign up for as many article directories as I can as I know that I'm going to have the time to confirm all of the email links at a later time but but within the first 24 hours a lot of those emails become no good after 24 hours so the idea with this is for example if I have four hours to work I'll take two hours and uh, uh, sign up with as many article directories as possible and then take the next two hours to confirm all of those uh, links so I do not want to take all of my time today signing up because then tomorrow when I come back to click those links a lot of them will not be good they'll be time expired so basically what I do is go to the first article directory on my list and uh, sign up with them uh, once I hit submit or you know open my account or whatever the button is on that particular article directory then I will go to the next article directory in the list let's just say for example that I am able to go through all 101 sitting then what I'll do is open up my email and go through my emails one at a time clicking each one of the links. Now again, I will not begin submitting my articles at this time because I want to make absolutely sure that I click all of these confirmation links before they become expired. And I think most of them are 24-hour uh, links. Some of them are, you know, last longer than that, but I like to get them all done out of the way. Then in the next sitting, what I can actually do is begin to submit uh, my articles. So the idea here is very much a factory style or an assembly line style with these article directories. So in one sitting, sign up with them. In another sitting, click through the emails. And then in a third sitting, begin to submit to those article directories. Now, the next thing that I'm going to discuss here is this process of submitting to the article directories. Obviously, most of these article directories are self-explanatory. You can literally follow their menu and you can submit your article. So it's, it's relatively easy to do. I do like to be organized, though, and especially when I was first submitting articles, and I was submitting to literally 100 to 150 article directories at a time and, and many times 70 or 75 or 80 in, in one sitting in one noon. It, it was extremely important to me that I was very efficient 
in the manner that I submitted to the article directories. So what I will normally do, and I type my articles in Microsoft Word. Of course, you can use probably any other word processor out there. You can use something like TextPad or Notepad or WordPad or something along those lines. But what I like to do is have my article set up so that I can see where the title is and there's a, 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 you know some separation between that and the content and then there's also some separation between that and the bio and what I can do I leave uh, you know a, uh, a word window open and then I'll have a browser window open that for that article directory and then I can copy and paste in the the, uh, the uh, title I can copy and paste in the content I can also do the same thing sometimes I'll create a list of keywords I can copy and paste those in and can also copy and paste the uh, the bio in now what you will discover is that the various article directories have different methods of making sure that your links in your bios will show up some of them permit HTML some of them do not permit HTML some of them require HTML some of them require that you use text with no HTML. Some of them permit text with no HTML. So what I do is I will generally create two bios, one that is all text and then one that contains some uh, HTML for my, my links. It's important to me, if at all possible, that my links are text anchor links. And I will cover text anchor links uh, later on in this series. But it is important to me that those, uh, those bio links are text anchor links if possible. And so I will go ahead and build that into the HTML version of the bio. Um, obviously, in the text version, I'm not going to be able to have those text anchor links. And, uh, but the bottom line is I do want to have two bios there so I can copy and paste the correct one. Now, when you're first getting started, you are not going to know which article directories require which. So I recommend submitting the HTML version if there's a, a way that you can check. Some of them will allow you to take a look at kind of a live test view of your article before you publish it. Make sure those links are clickable. If they're not clickable, then... Uh, uh, edit it and put in the other text. Some of them are tricky. You, you, sometimes you have to work with a little bit to get the code to work correctly. You can send an email to the article directory and ask them to help you with it. Sometimes there's an answer in the frequently asked questions. But there are many different problems that arise with this bio and they're really uh, article directory centric. So they're, each one of them applies to each article directory and so as you run into those problems they are Try out using text versus HTML, uh, and then with all FLs fails, go to the frequently asked questions, and then if that fails, you know, email the article directory, and they will be able to tell you exactly how to make those uh, those links live. One of the important things that you need to do when you're submitting articles to the article directories, especially the first time that you submit them, is once those articles become live you want to go back into the article directories and look at the version that is public, the version that everyone's going to see, the search engine version. Make sure that that article looks good, looks right, and that your link is clickable. And of course, if you have uh, put in a, a text anchor link, that that link works, that the text on it's correct, etc., etc. It's It really is somewhat a waste of your time if you, you, you submit an article and you have it posted and that article just doesn't look like it's supposed to especially if the link uh, doesn't work so it's extremely important that you 
that you go back and, and check those. The next thing I'm going to talk about here is in the bio, you're going to want a text anchor, uh, a text anchor link. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a brief tutorial on this. And without further ado, let me just go ahead and get started. I am going to actually be reading to you for the next couple of minutes simply because I've written a piece that actually does a very good job of teaching how to do this text anchor link. And doing this text anchor link is not necessarily confusing, but because there's some code involved, it's going to be a little bit difficult to, uh, to just do this. Uh, with this with this kind of oral or uh, the audio version. So I'm going to read to you about a page out of the second core lesson in uh, my uh, coaching program. So this is on page six of my coaching program. Uh, you won't you don't need that lesson in any way shape or form to do this because I'm going to read this to you. So, getting started here, one of the most critical elements of making the article marketing process work to your benefit is that of the link to your website or your web page. It is important that when your link shows up on a website that it is a live link, meaning that the reader can click on it and be taken to your website immediately without having to copy and paste the URL into their web browser. There are two basic ways that article directories will accept these links so that they are live. They will either require that you simply use the direct URL of the website or web page like this, and I'll spell this here, http colon forward slash forward slash www dot your domain name dot com, or they will allow you to use a text link that looks like this. And in this case, what I'm showing here is some keywords. In this case, it's Secrets of Internet Success. And that would be that text anchor link. You're only seeing the keywords. However, if someone clicks, then they would go to the website. If you click on that SIN link, you will see that it goes to the same web page as that first one, but the text, hence text link, is different than the URL. When you are submitting your articles to each of the article directories, you will want to check to see which format they use. If they use the first format, that of the URL, simply type in the URL of your website or webpage, generally starting with HTTP colon forward slash forward slash, but double check with each article directory to be sure. Some of the article directories require that you only start with the www dot, and if you do it wrong, your text link won't be live, or your link won't be live. If the article directory uses the second format, that of the text anchor link, you will use HTML code that looks similar to this. Again, this is a written text link, and so uh, without knowing a whole lot of HTML, this is probably going to be a little bit difficult, but I'm going to try to give this to you character by character. So this text anchor link is going to start out with, uh, I, I, I guess you can call it a caret or a less than sign, so less than the letter A space, the word target, T-A-R-G-E-T, -E the equal sign, and a double quote, under slash, the word blank, B-L-A-N-K, and then uh, double quotes, space, H-R-E-F, the equal sign, double quotes, and then your domain name starting with HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www dot your domain name dot com double quotes and then uh, greater the sign then the uh, keywords that you want to show on that text anchor link and then the less than sign forward slash the letter a 
and then a greater than sign. And if, if, if you're not able to decipher what I gave you right there, shoot me an email or you can even just go online and search text anchor link or HTML text anchor link. And you'll find uh, plenty of, of, of examples. So it's just very important to me as I went through this to give you enough information that hopefully if you go through that, go over it a time or two, then you should be able to type out your text anchor link or again go online and look up text anchor link or HTML text anchor link online. Now the next thing that I want to cover is tracking your submissions and propagation of your articles on the web. As you know, testing and tracking is one of the things that I just believe is very, very important in my article marketing. It's actually important in all of the marketing that I do, but for article marketing is extremely important. And of course, by testing and tracking, that's how I determine that some websites are, you know, create better traffic than others. Some websites, you know, give you better linking than others. And of course, my tracking has allowed me to do that. There are a few different ways that you can do this. And the, the first and most basic way is uh, utilizing the title of the article. So when you're going to submit an article, then you'll want to choose a title for that article that is unique. And to discover if something is unique online, go to the Google search engine or Yahoo or one of the other search engines, preferably, preferably one of the larger search engines. And type in your proposed title in quotes, in double quotes. And if that search term or that article title as a search term comes up with no results, then you can assume that that particular title is a unique title. And the reason I like to use unique titles is because once I've submitted the articles to the article directories, in a few days I can come back to the search engine that I found no results and they should be able to pull up my article um, when I use my article title in quotes. Now the advantage to doing this is if I submit my article to 10 article directories and in a week I have I, I can look at how many article versions are out there now. Oftentimes if I submit my article to 10 directories or or really most of my testing I think has been with 100 article directories I may get as many as 3,000 or 4,000 initial inbound links. The reason that ha that happens is that many of the article directories have RSS feeds and and uh, they have publishers people who will actually take the article uh, from the article directory and then post it on their own website as content and each one of those will, will give you an initial link. Now, if you do that testing the first week, you may come up with a number such as 3,000 inbound links over the course of 3,000 results. Over the course of several months, though, as the search engines go through and filter out the, uh, the duplicate content, then what you will find is that some of the or many of those articles will kind of fall off the, the radar there and you may get back to some normal number 50 to 75 or maybe even 100 inbound links if you submit to 100 directories. So that is kind of the basic way to to test what's going on with your articles. Now if you want to test or track articles that you submit to a specific article directory, then there are a few different ways that you can do it. Now, obviously, 
number one is if you're using any kind of tracking system or ad tracking system you can simply put code into each one of those pages from your ad tracking company and uh, your software and, and just do it the way you've always done it. I'm not going to give you directions here for doing that because each of the software is different and the only people that would need to know how to do that are people who have software and if you have software and you're already using it you will continue to use it the same way that you're using it except you're tracking an article instead of of, of some uh, uh, ad or affiliate link or, or whatever the case is. The second way to do this is to submit unique articles to each one of the article directories. And again, this is a test. You do it one time. You take test results and you assume that, and I think this is a reasonable assumption. If, if for example, you have one article directory, they accept your article, and three days later your link is live, the odds are the next time that you submit an article it's going to be a very similar process. For example, if one article directory takes three days on average to take an article and get it live and on average they give you a live link, then in the future when you continue to submit articles to that directory unless there's some change, then there isn't going to be any change to how your article looks and to the time frame that it is before your article shows up. So you just really have to do this, you know, one time for yourself and so what I do is is just create either different article titles for each article or create different articles with obviously different article titles and submit those articles to each of the article directories and then over the course of time you can go back and check those article titles that are now unique to each individual article directory determine which directories are getting you the most number of links so for example if you submit you know, article version A to easing articles, and that's the only place you submit it, and next week you have 100 uh, occurrences of that article online, then what that tells you is that obviously easing articles is one of those occurrences. 99 of those other occurrences are on other people's websites that they've taken the information from easing articles. And I, I will give you a warning here that although the requirement from the article directories and legal and copyright requirements you know are that that if someone takes your content then they've got to follow the rules and that it put a live link to your website they've got to leave your bio and your bio is live some people won't do that and uh, sometimes I get questions from people you know new clients oftentimes that will ask boy what do I do to get these people to stop doing it here's the deal it's not worth your time because they're going to continue to steal from you or from somebody else and uh, your your content being out there really doesn't hurt you at all in fact if your name's on it it probably helps you but really it's not worth your time to go chasing people down to get them to stop doing it focus on the links you're getting and don't focus on the links that you are not getting so Going back to this example, if I also submitted the article to another article directory or a different article or different version of that article and I found that there was only three versions of that article online after some period of time, then I would assume that, that uh, there's not as many people picking up content from that article directory and that helps me rank my article directories. Of course, I've given you kind of a pseudo ranking. It's a ranking that I basically use and, and comes from my testing and my experience. And of course, with your testing and your experience, you may find that in your particular niche that the article uh, directories will kind of change their ranking from, you know, the one to eight that I gave you to, to something else. Another thing that this tracking can be used for, and this is particularly useful, is if you were to use 
a company uh, to submit your articles online for you. And I am going to talk about that early, later on in this CD series. I'm not going to give you all the details on how to do that right now. Just giving you tracking. If you do use a company to do that uh, submission for you, then in order to determine that they're actually doing their job without having to go literally through each and every article directory and look for your article, which can be very time consuming, and of course that's a, the perfect way to do it, but it does take time, would be to give each company or to give the company that you're working with an article with one unique title, make absolutely sure that that title is unique in Google, and then a week from now you can go in Google that particular title in quotes, and if you come up with, you know, 10 links and you they, you paid them to submit to 50 or 100 article directories, then obviously they didn't do everything that you paid them for. But if, on the other hand, you paid them to submit to 50 or 100 and then there's 100 or more links, uh, normally it's a much higher number than that within the first few days afterwards, and then that number goes down over time. When I say first few days, anywhere from three to, say, seven or ten days before that, that, that number of inbound links kind of peaks. And then it, as the search engines go through their duplicate content filter, they move these things through their duplicate content filter, they start pulling those links back. But the bottom line is if you have someone, you pay someone to submit to 50 or 100 article directories, and you know, a week or ten days later you, you can find all of those links or most of them on that search engine page, then you can assume that they are indeed doing what you're paying them to do. So tracking is extremely important uh, with these articles. Uh, another thing that you can do for tracking is, I did this when I first began, and I haven't done this as much lately, but again, I'm a pretty big believer that these rankings don't change a lot over a short period of time, they do change more over a longer period of time. What I would also do is create a unique link back to my own website. And later in this CD series, I'm going to explain to you exactly how I do that. Um, but suffice it to say for now that that they are going to, I'm going to make each article that I submit to each individual article directory go to a different web page when they click through. What this allows me to do when the reader clicks through is allows me to gauge the amount of traffic that I'm getting from each individual article directory. So if I submit one article to 100 article directories, if I can see how many visitors I get from each one of those article directories individually, that gives me a good idea of how much direct traffic I'm going to get from those article directories, of course. What it's not going to do is tell me about my linking strategy. Um, what it is going to do is tell me that some article directories give me more direct traffic, which of course is strategy number one, which I outlined earlier. Strategy number two, of course, being just getting those those inbound links. Okay, I think that about covers uh, tracking right now in terms of tracking the actual articles. I am later in this series going to cover testing and tracking uh, uh for profitability from a profitability uh, perspective. So I will be getting to that shortly. At this point, I believe that I have covered all of what I would consider the basics of article marketing, and especially the article writing process, the article submission process, the bio creation process, um, my, the two strategies for submitting your articles, um, how to come up with keywords, uh, how the article marketing process works. The next thing that I'm going to do is is really just talk uh, candidly. Hopefully, make this 
boy is just as candid as it would be if we were face to face and we're asking questions and so I've got a list of some topics here that I'm just going to talk about. I'm just going to discuss these topics so that you can kind of have an idea about where my mindset is when I'm article marketing. And I think that that is, that, that is critical. That's a critical importance. As you know, this article marketing is my bread and butter. This is how I drive my traffic, and it creates a, a more than average full-time income for me. So... Although you don't have to do things exactly the way that I'm doing them, certainly by duplicating a lot of, of my mindset with article marketing, then you should also be able to duplicate uh, my success. So I've covered the basics. Now I'm going to kind of talk about some ideas. And then I'm going to move into what I'm calling advanced material, uh, talking about how to uh, rewrite articles, how to use article spinners, etc., etc., how to use, uh, how to outsource your article writing, your submission, uh, how to find ghostwriters, uh, that type of thing. And so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. And I've got about eight or ten topics here, and uh, we'll just go through each one of these. I want to do it as quickly as possible, but I also want to do it in a way that that uh, that gives you enough information. The first thing I want to talk about here is, if we can call it the big picture about article marketing. And, you know, one of the things for me, obviously, article marketing is a traffic source. That, that's number one. It's a traffic source, much like a classified ad is a, 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 a traffic source, much as a pay-per-click ad is a traffic source, much as uh, a list is a traffic source, uh, much as pay traffic is a traffic source. Uh, much as press release writing is a traffic source, much as getting traffic from forums or blogs is a traffic source, this is a traffic source. Now, the, the one thing that I really like about article marketing, though, is that, that I can pretty much predict the number of subscribers I'm going to gain based on how many articles I write. Now, to be able to do the same thing with forum posts or blogs, um, I, boy, I'd really have to have a much larger number of submissions to, to, to come up with something that is as consistent as what I've got right here. Um, obviously, with pay-per-click or with uh, banner advertising, generally you can get to where if you spend so much money, then you've got some certain um, return that, that is coming in. But with article marketing, I am really able to, to target a very specific person and I am able to get more than just a click from that person. I am getting someone who already knows a little bit about me, already likes my style, or they wouldn't have clicked through. So contrast that to something like pay-per-click where you may have a three-line ad. The first line is something exciting about your business, three or four words. The second line is a few benefits. And the third line is your URL. By the time they get to your website, they don't know very much about you. And so they're really going to be learning about you, and they decide if they're going to buy or to become a, an opt-in subscriber. With article marketing, by the time they get to your website, they already know a little bit about you. And so there's a much higher connection level. Um, one thing that I find with article marketing is that when someone, the average person that comes to my website from an article tends to spend a lot more with me and they tend to spend money faster because again there's already that trust level there and so they don't, I don't have to build as much trust with someone who has read my articles and keep in mind that with thousands of articles out there online if you 
type in a, a, a keyword in one of many different niches in the internet marketing area, you're often going to find one of my articles on the top 10 or top 20 or top 30 search pages. And what happens there is that I kind of, people kind of get the idea that, that um, I must be something of an expert on that particular topic. And certainly on some of those topics, I feel like I'm becoming an expert. And the same thing will happen with you. Because people, if, you know, for example, if you're in dog training and you do a really good job of getting articles out there in a wide range of keywords, then when people type any keyword in about dog training, your name comes up. And, and so they begin to associate you with that particular niche. And so that's one thing. It's another thing that's really, really good about article marketing. Another thing that I like about article marketing is the long-term effect that it has on my current subscribers. There's a few things that happen. Number one, if someone does come to me through an article and then they spend some time on my list and then they want to get to know me a little bit better, know about me a little bit better, look up my background, then they might type my name into Google. And what's going to happen when they do that is there's literally thousands of pages that are going to come up with different articles that I've written. And so this really lends to a credibility level. Another thing that is useful about article marketing, and it's just kind of a twist that I use, and, and I don't know if this is a great thing or, or not, but I use it. Someone will ask me a question about something, and many times in an email, and certainly if I can answer back quickly, you know, a line or two, yes, that's how to do it, or here's quick how to do it, then that's great. But sometimes I may have written a four or five hundred word article, or a three hundred word article as my typical articles are, about how to do something very specific. You know, how to route a PayPal uh, uh, co uh, button or, or how to do something in Aweber. And some of those are technical articles. I mean, they take a little bit longer than 10 minutes to write. So instead of spending 15 or 20 or 30 minutes writing this person back an email, I can simply give them a link to one of the articles I've written. And certainly when I write them back, I'm going to say, boy, that's a great question. You know, a few weeks or a few months ago, I answered someone else's question. I just published the answer, and here's a link so that you can actually read that answer yourself. So, this gives them the opportunity to see that I'm, you know, I'm not just giving them the, in the information right now, although that would be a wonderful thing, but it's something that I've already covered, and they're able to go study it. And then the third or fourth thing uh, about article marketing that I just really, really like about article marketing is the fact that that I'm continually getting in front of people. I have seen instances, and I'm remembering one specifically a few weeks ago, maybe not even a few weeks ago, maybe it was 10 days ago, I noticed someone made a, a purchase from me, and I don't remember now what it was, but you know, it was a $100 product or a, a coaching program or something like that, and I, I just happened to notice where that person came from. And in terms of, of uh, what squeeze page they came in on, what their traffic source was, and I noticed that something like eight or ten months ago they came into the system, they subscribed to a few of my lists, they bought something, and then a month or two later they unsubscribed completely from everything. Now, who knows why that happened? Maybe they became disillusioned with internet marketing. Maybe they became disillusioned with me. Maybe they didn't like the ebook they bought. Maybe, you know, who knows why they decided. Maybe I sent them too, e too many emails. If you've been on my list for long, you know that I do send out a lot of emails. And, you know, my idea is that if you really need my information, you'll read them all. If you don't, you'll delete them. And then if, if, uh, if, neither one of those two options work for you, then you'll opt off of my list, which is actually quite fine because it's obvious I can't 
meet your needs. So that's my attitude. And, and of course, this CD series is not about list building. But I would tell you this when you're emailing. If you are sending out good content, don't worry about sending out too many emails. I mean, obviously, you don't want to send out eight emails a day or anything crazy like that. But if you've got good content, don't worry about oversending to your list. If someone doesn't like the information you're sending, they don't belong on your list in the first place. So going back to this example, they purchased something. They opted off of my list. And then I want to say like eight months later, they opted back on and then purchased a higher ticket product for me. I haven't talked to this person. I probably should. But, you know, what happened there? You know, it sounds like to me they became exposed to me. They maybe didn't like something that I had to say. They went out. They tried things the hard way, their own way, for eight or ten months. They were searching online for some more information. They came across one of my articles. They liked what they read. They noticed it was my name. Maybe they pulled up that old ebook they bought eight months ago on their web, on their, their, their computer, and boy, wow. You know, now I, I understand this a little bit better. You know, maybe Sean knew what he was talking about. And a few days later, they, they purchased a higher ticket product for me. And it was not a high ticket product. I think it was a, a membership for a couple hundred dollars a month. So. Those are the things I really like about article marketing in terms of more than just that initial traffic flow. I really like article marketing because for so many other reasons besides just initial traffic flow because it really allows me to help. It helps me to build a relationship with the people on my list in more ways than just sending them emails. Another thing that I would like to cover here is um, what I'm calling and what I've referred to in the past is maintaining patience while the traffic builds. Now, what do I mean by maintaining patience while the traffic builds? One thing with article marketing is that the traffic builds slowly. It is cumulative and possibly exponential in nature. But it is certainly cumulative. And for example, contrast that to let's say pay-per-click. In pay-per-click, let's assume that I'm buying traffic at a dollar a click. And I want 100 visitors per day. Now I can pretty much target 100 visitors per day. It may take me two or three days of overshooting and undershooting, but I can probably get my bid price to be about right to get 100 visitors per day. Let's just assume that that's $1. And I have a budget of $100 per day times 30 days. I've got a $3,000 budget for pay-per-click. And I can pretty much guarantee you that I'm going to get 100 uh, clicks or visits each and every day. And obviously, my job is to convert some percentage of those so I can pay for the traffic. But it is consistent. Next year, one year from now, I'm going to get zero traffic from that pay-per-click unless I offer up my $100 for a day. And again, I'm assuming it's 100 clicks at a dollar. The difference with article marketing is that when I submit articles the very first month, I'm going to get a few visitors from them. But I'm not going to get all of those visitors the first day, the first week, or the first month. Whereas with pay-per-click, when I pay for the click, I get the click that day, that month, that week. I get the click now. Whereas with article marketing, if I put an article out there, I get a few clicks this month, I get a few clicks next month, I get a few clicks the third month out, I get a few clicks the 12th month out, I get a few clicks the 24th month out, and I theoretically, I get a few clicks 
the tenth year out. So when I perf- whether I pay for articles to be written or I pay for them to be submitted or I do it myself with my own time, I am going to get a slow stream of traffic over a long period of time. That period may be one year or two years or per- perhaps even ten years. I know that I get traffic right now today from articles that I posted at the very, very beginning of my career. I continue to get traffic from those particular articles. Now, will that continue for years and years and years into the future? Well, who knows? But what I do know is that I do not get all of my clicks the first month. Now, I do get a lot of clicks compared to the other months. So, for example, the very first month, I might get, if we're looking at a year's worth of clicks, I might get 30% of my clicks the first month, and that if this is the number, there's 70% left for the other 11 months, and then I might get 6.5% of my yearly clicks each of the additional months. So what this means is that I cannot write an article today and get a certain number of clicks within 30 days and then say, okay, well, that's what that article's worth, because it's not. It's worth next month's clicks, next month's clicks, this entire year's clicks. It's worth the next year's clicks. Now, this is frustrating for the new person that's article marketing. You know, I remember my very first month online uh, with this article marketing, you know, really big-time article marketing, just determining I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the traffic. And I think I submitted 100, uh, somewhere between 100 and 200 articles that very first month, and I didn't get a crazy amount of traffic. You know, I signed up. You know, I don't know, 100 or 150 subscribers, maybe 200 subscribers that very first month. And, uh, you know, boy, I could just look at that and say, hey, I'm going to get one subscriber for every article. And it may not be worth it if that's all I was going to get. But over time, I continued to get traffic from those very first articles. So over time, that builds. So... What advice do I have to you? I can tell you this, article marketing is not get rich quick. Now, on the subject of get rich quick, I don't believe that very much online is get rich quick, especially if it's legal. Now, obviously, there are some things online where, you know, if if you come up with a, a traffic source that you pay for that traffic source, or if you can incorporate something like direct mail, which is very expensive, or at least compared to article marketing, it's very expensive, then you can, you know, perhaps double your money in a short period of time. So, for example, if you start with 50000 you might be able to double that to $10,000 or some or 50000 double that to $100,000 in some particular areas online, perhaps. But with article marketing, we're talking about traffic. We're not talking about spending $50,000. We're talking about spending no money and writing them ourselves on up to a budget of maybe a few thousand dollars a month if we really want to generate a lot of traffic with article marketing. But the bottom line remains that I am not going to get an immediate impact from the article marketing. Now, the flip side of this is I've been doing article marketing for for a long time now, for many, many, many months. And, you know, I spend several thousand dollars a month purchasing articles. Now, if I were to stop purchasing articles today and stop writing and submitting, next month I would continue to get traffic from my articles. In fact, I believe that for at least the first two to three months, I would get pretty close to the same amount of traffic monthly as I'm getting right now, spending the money. Now, 
probably by the fourth or fifth month, those numbers would start to go down. But I believe that 24 months from now, I would continue to get traffic without spending more money. So that's the thing about article marketing. It builds slow, and yet it has a long-term and sustained effect. So with article marketing, you really have to have some patience as that article marketing uh, builds up. You really have to have some patience as that the next thing I'm going to cover here, and I get this question a lot, and I got it, I've, I've gotten it in the past a lot more than I do now when I personally wrote my articles and I talked about it. I would write anywhere from 10 to 30 articles per day and then submit those articles online. Now, how did I do it? The very first thing that enabled me to do that was I would sit down and uh, write a list of topics or titles first. The first thing that I would do is is uh, determine how many articles I was going to write. If I told myself I would write 10, normally that's how many I would write. If I told myself I would write 20 or 30, I would usually hit that number. Sometimes I might miss it by a couple. It just really shows there's a mindset thing there. Now, at some point in time, I recognized how many articles I could write in a given per time period. Uh, I, normally, I could write anywhere from six to ten articles per hour. And then, depending on the length of the article and, and where I was at on that curve, then I would set aside, for example, three hours if I was going to write 20 articles. So... Notice that I say that I set aside some period of time. And I think that that is extremely important. One thing that I think that happens online with people is that instead of setting aside three or four or eight hours to work online every day, they work online when they feel like it. And, you know, if you can think about working in the offline world and you can imagine that perhaps you run a pet shop and imagine that you only opened up your shop when you felt like it. You know, how much business would you do in that shop? How many long-term customers would you develop in that shop if every day you only worked when you felt like it? And so it's extremely important when you're working online that you don't just work when you feel like it, but you set up a schedule. Determine that you're going to work. I work from Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. I treat this just like a real 9-5 job, except I work from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, unless I am on vacation. Then I may only work for a couple hours a day. Now, when I was writing 10 to 30 articles a day, many times I would get up early, 5, 5.30 in the morning, and do my writing before Everybody else on earth gets up and uh, kind of gets out there and starts working. So I may have 20 articles written by, you know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, of course, working at home, there's some flexibility there. After I've written the 20 articles, I'll jump in the shower and get breakfast. You know, now it's 10 o'clock and it's ready to actually, you know, I'm ready to get started and get to work. And then I could start working on an e-book, write an e-book, or I could work on doing some article submissions or whatever. So one of, the, one of the things that's really important is setting aside the time to write the articles. The second thing is writing those topics in advance because after you've written several articles, let's say you've, you're going for 20 articles and you're on article number seven, if you have to stop at the end of article number seven and think about what your next topic is going to be, that is really going to slow you down a lot. Whereas if you do it like I did, and I would actually type those topics into uh, Microsoft Word, and then I would type the article below each one of the topics. And so I didn't even have to move away from the page. Once I hit about 275, 300 words on the article, I would wrap the article up and then quickly go to the next article. 
And then number three is you have to have some discipline. I'll tell you, if I'm writing 20 articles, when I get to like the 12th or 13th article, I am, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of writing. I'm getting tired of typing. My typing slows down. My mind starts thinking a little bit slower. And how do I write those last eight articles, those last seven articles? It's discipline. It's telling myself that I am going to write these articles today, that I believe in this so strongly that I am going to do it. And you know, really, the first couple of months when you do it, you're not going to get a ridiculous amount of traffic from those articles because they do have to build up over time. The articles do have to build up over time. And as a result of that, you're simply going to have to have faith in article marketing itself and not in the results that you're getting right away. Now, after 60 to 90 days, after you've written three or 400 articles, then you can begin to quantify how many subscribers you get per article, how many visitors you get per article, et cetera, et cetera. And then it can certainly make it easier for you to sit down and write those 20 articles because you know what's going to happen. One of the things that I would do to energize myself, to motivate myself, is I would determine how much money those articles were worth to me or how many subscribers the articles were worth to me. For example, when I first began, I think my numbers were somewhere in the neighborhood of you know, three or four subscribers per article, and my revenues per subscriber were somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five. So, you know, if I wrote one article, that article could be worth anywhere from 12 to $20 per article. And then if I multiplied that times doing 20 articles, then even though the income didn't come in today, you know, I could assume that if I wrote 20 articles today and my average article was worth $20, then I have earned an income of $400 today. And of course, when I began working online, if I could earn an income of $400 per day times 20 days of the month, then that's an $8,000 income, which isn't bad when you first get started online. Certainly, you want to grow past that, but this gives you a point to, to, to kind of begin at. One thing that's important to keep in mind is that especially when you build a business on article marketing, the money that you take in today, you didn't earn today, you earned it in the past. You know, if I do a certain amount of business today, most of that business does not come because I did work today. It comes because of work I've done over the last 12 months, over the last 24 months. And in the same way as I'm doing work today, as I'm recording this CD series today, I'm not going to get paid today on this CD series, I'm going to get paid for some period of time in the future. So that's something that's important to remember. At any given point in time, the money that you take in, you earned it in the past, and the work you are doing today, you will, you're earning the money today, but you don't get paid until the future. And I think that that is something that, that really is important for you to remember when you are building especially an article marketing-based web business. Now, the next topic that I'm going to cover here is why I believe you should start by writing your own articles rather than having them outsourced. There's a few reasons for this. The first reason is that if you were to begin having articles outsourced without writing your own articles at the very beginning, when you purchase those articles, you won't really know whether those are good articles or not. Now, certainly you can read through them. You can say, wow, there's some grammar that's good or that's bad in here. 
but in terms of really being in touch with what drives a reader of an article to click through, if you haven't personally written a number of articles, you won't be able to detect that nuancing in the articles that someone else writes. Another reason I believe you should begin by writing your own articles is that it will allow you to be, get very deeply in touch with the topics about which you are writing. I think that many people when they begin online and even if they're selling something, even if you're selling something that or selling information that you know about, you may not be fluent in discussing it. And by article writing, by spending two hours a day, every single day, writing about the things that you know, you become very fluid in discussing it. And that way, if you are in a position to do an interview with someone, if you are in a position to, uh, to record a CD such as this, then you are able to fluently discuss the topic at hand. And if you're not doing article writing, you're probably missing out on the ability to learn uh, to be fluent in in whatever it is that you're writing about and then the third reason and and again this can vary from person to person obviously if you go into the web with a you know ten thousand dollar a month advertising budget then you can certainly uh, stand to purchase a number of articles you know right off that now one thing that I think is problematic about that and again this goes back to not writing your own articles and not having the experience if, if you were to start buying a large number of articles right off the bat, you would probably be conned by a few pseudo-article writers who would be selling you other people's work. It would be plagiarized work. Again, because you're not used to writing articles, you're not used to reading articles, then you would not be able to catch that. Whereas in many cases, if, and I talk about outsourcing later, you know, make sure that, that, uh, that the articles that you purchase are not plagiarized, but if for summary if if you just start out at the beginning by buying a lot of articles by kind of throwing money at the problem then you won't be able to recognize whether someone is plagiarizing someone else's work you won't be able to get comfortable with their particular with their particular style and then notice when that when that style of course changes so and then obviously if you're starting out in some kind of a shoestring and really shoestring can be you know you, you really want to get to a place of full-time income within a few months but you can't spend a lot of money on advertising then you can certainly invest time in your business I heard it once said that when you begin a business that you have plenty of time and you have little money uh, when you've uh, when, when you've been in the business for a period of time you no longer have much time but you have more money and so when you've been in the business for longer then you have more money that you can reinvest in the business um, when you first start you know you might be better off taking that time that you have and writing for a greater period of that time and what this allows you to do is have a very low cost marketing budget for the first few months and uh, you know if you do have a spending budget if you're able to to uh, do the marketing yourself, then you can actually use some of that budget on learning um, how, how to do things. Now, I do challenge you. I'm going to challenge you two things, and this is kind of off topic here. But number one, you really should have a budget for information. You need to have a budget for learning information about marketing if you're going to make money. The flip side of that is you need to be careful that you just don't go out and buy 25 different manuals or courses on how to do the the marketing and then you're unable to follow any one of them because uh, you, you start with one and then you jump over to something else. You, you really need to choose one particular system and 
follow that particular particular system. So at the same time as I believe that it's important to have a budget for information, budget for learning how to do things, don't overdo it by buying four different systems and trying to do all of them at the very same time. Because if you, if you look at the way I do things and you look at the way, say, four or five other people online who are, are very successful online, we all do things a little bit differently. And certainly I could make some changes to so that I would do things a little bit like some, somebody else does. And of course, they could do the same thing with me. But our system works very well for us. And if you copy each one of our individual systems, then you, you really should have success. But if you take a little bit from mine and a little bit from somebody else's, a little bit from somebody else's before you have any idea what you're doing, then probably it's not going to all uh, fit together. You know, if, if the example I could give you would be, you know, building a car. When you're building, a, let's just say you're building a Chevrolet, then all of the parts you're going to use should be Chevrolet parts. But if you're building a Toyota, then all of your parts should be Toyota parts. And if you decide, well, you know, I want this part from a Toyota and this part from a Chevrolet and this part from a Cadillac and this part from a Nissan, or this part from a Mercedes, and then I want to put them all together, chances are the car's not going to fit together. Now, if you're an experienced mechanic and you find a part on a Toyota that you'd like to add to your Mercedes, then you might be able to make that work, but you've got to be experienced. And that's the idea with this. You really need to be experienced before you try to take a little bit from my program, a little bit from somebody else's, and put it all together. So I really challenge you to choose one program and work it and work it hard and, uh, and really learn really learn the insides and outsides of, of whatever that marketing program is. So going back to article marketing, uh, just to reiterate, I, I believe you should start by writing your own articles, no matter what your budget is for marketing. Write articles for 90 days. And maybe there's a mix there. Maybe you're going to write three articles a day and then outsource three more. That's probably fair. But but definitely begin by doing some or, or, or preferably most of your own article writing at the very beginning of your article marketing efforts. Now, the next idea that I want to go over is how to become a better writer. One thing that I have noticed with article writing and with people who begin to get into article marketing and article writing is a lot of times the journalism backgrounds or the writing backgrounds that you had when you were in high school or perhaps you were in college do not necessarily easily translate into article writing. For example, if 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 your background is a very high quality background, and you know you were writing, a, you know you wrote a thesis, or you've you've were a journalist, and you go to writing articles, it, you know it may take you all day, eight hours, to write one three hundred word article because you want every word to be perfect. Now that's commendable. That, that's wonderful. And if you were writing the article to win an award or you were writing the article to be on the front page of a newspaper, then you'd want that article to be perfect. However, when we are article writing and article marketing now, we're doing this for the purpose of lead generation. Now, this is not to say that the grammar shouldn't be right, that you shouldn't run spell check. But this is to say that these articles need to be able to be written quickly. Now, the way that I find that I'm able to best do that is to write as though I'm talking with you. So, for example, if I'm writing an article on how to do something, I will write that article as if I am talking directly to you. So I would tell you, step one, you're going to do this, this, and this. Step two, you're going to do this, this, and this. And many times I will use that second person voice. You do it this way. And so I very much will try to use language that, that I would use if I was talking with you. The, ad, the idea that I used to talk about when I was writing about or, or, or teaching about writing emails 
is to write that email, and I would say that this, this works equally well with article writing, write that article as if you are talking to someone over a glass of iced tea on your porch. So if you can imagine kind of sitting in a wicker rocking chair uh, apart uh, across from a, a good friend and you're drinking a glass of iced tea and you're discussing what you're writing that article about, it would be very natural language in the same way that that is the same way that you should be writing your articles in that that language. And certainly you're going to finish sentences and you're you're not going to use uh, some of the colloquialisms that you find in in uh, in language. But you are going to write it some, you know, in a, in a way that easily gets that that concept apart or, or across and does not use any, you know, huge vocabulary words or, or, or anything like that. Another thing that you will find is that through just the process of writing articles, you will find that you are able to write faster and faster. You will find that you stop editing and filtering things. Don't try to come up with the perfect word come up with the word that gets the meaning across right now. Use the word that comes into your mind. If it doesn't sound perfect, that's okay. And this is going to allow you to become a better article writer. And of course, one of the top things about being a better article writer is speed. No matter how good your articles are, if it takes you all day to write an article, you're not, probably not going to get to a full-time income online. And this leads naturally into the next topic, and that is how to make your articles extremely readable. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because it goes back to that idea of writing the article as if you're speaking to your best friend across, uh, you know, across a couple of feet over a glass of iced tea. Make it very natural. For example, the tone of voice that I'm using right now is I'm simply explaining to you how I write articles, okay? I am using a very personal kind of tone of voice. I'm speaking directly to you, and that's how your articles uh, should be written. Your articles should be just um, very, very natural. Now, another thing that you can do to make your articles extremely readable is to use shorter sentences and use shorter paragraphs. I will oftentimes just simply write two or three lines and then have a blank line and then two or three more lines. I like to bullets. I like to use number points. I like to use step one, step two, step three, step four, etc. Because what I want is as people are reading my articles, I want them to be able to digest the information and take that information and immediately begin to to use it. And if you write all 300 words of your article in one gigantic paragraph, it's probably going to be much more difficult for somebody to read through your article and get all of the information that they, that they need to out of it. The next idea here, and I believe that this is extremely important to article marketing, although it doesn't necessarily directly relate to article marketing, and that is that in your mind you have to have some type of a mindset of success. If you do not believe that your article marketing efforts are going to work, guess what? They are probably not going to work. And especially with article marketing, I talked earlier about the idea that article marketing takes time. If you write an article today and submit it, you are only going to get a small portion of the long total long-term traffic that you could get from that article. You're only going to get a small portion of that traffic this month, certainly a very small portion today. So you have to have patience for that traffic to build. 
If you do not believe deep down inside of yourself that article marketing is going to work, if you cannot believe in your mind that you are going to get hits today or hits in a month from an article you write today, that you cannot believe that you're going to get hits a year from now from an article you write today, it's going to be very difficult for you to stay committed to making article marketing work. Article marketing is one of the absolute best sources of traffic online. It's one of the most highly targeted sources of traffic online. I can literally control the people that come to my website by the types of articles that I write. And by that I mean that if I am very targeted, and I write an article that is really designed for someone, for example, if my niche is somewhere in the, you know, the pet niche and I'm talking about dogs. If I want my audience to be people who already own dogs and who care about their dogs and that are going to spend money learning about their dogs, I am going to write very specifically targeted articles that would only be read by somebody who already owns a dog. For example, I might discuss you know, how to potty train a dog or how to uh, to deal with dog and your children, etc. And generally, these articles should be written or, or should be read by people who already have dogs or perhaps are going to be very shortly getting dogs. So this is going to drive people to my website if my website was about dogs that are interested in dogs and are probably going to own them. So I'm not writing fairy tales about dogs that children might read. I'm writing articles about dogs that people who have dogs and need more information would, would read. Now, the next idea that I'd like to cover here uh, quickly is making the time to write and submit articles. Now, I talked about this earlier. When I was writing my own articles, a lot of times I would get up at 5.30 in the morning and then just write all the way through until about 8.30. And then I'd take a shower and have breakfast and get ready for the day. Obviously, you may not be a morning person. I am a morning person. If I get if I go to bed at a reasonable time on a regular basis, I'd much rather get up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning than sleep in at 8 o'clock. I find that much more productive between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. than I am at any other time during the day, even if I haven't had as much sleep. So for you, though, that time frame may be the afternoon. For you, that time frame may be at night after everybody goes to bed. Maybe your family goes to bed at 9.30 at night and you find that your most productive time is between 9.30 and 1.30 a.m. And if that's the case, then that's when you need to be working. But it's important that when everyone goes to bed at 9.30 that you turn the TV off, that you turn the radio off, and, and begin to work at 9.30 and actually work all the way through. One of the things that is just so dangerous about the web, and as long as I've been online working and the, after the income that I have achieved online, I still find myself, myself a victim to, to time wasting online. And one of the things is, I mean, my goodness, on my computer, I can have, you know, 15 or 20 browser windows open. I can have all kinds of search windows open. I can have multiple uh, windows open with email. You know, I, I've got a number of different email accounts. I can have all those open. I can be trying to work on things. And, you know, I can sit down and work for eight hours and spend four hours of that time surfing and answering, answering emails. And, and really, one of the things that's extremely important is on, online is that you're able to learn to manage that time. Sometimes I'm working, I will, if I'm writing an ebook or if I'm recording something like this CD, I will literally close every browser on my computer and I will commit to not opening them for two more hours. 
if, if I do this, I find I am much more productive. And you have to be able to do the same thing. There's definitely a discipline level that is associated with, with working online. You simply have to have um, a, a strong level of discipline. You have to teach yourself to be able to not surf to not answer emails, to not read every joke that comes across, and to turn the TV off, and turn the radio off if it distracts you, and simply work online. And this is not something that's easy to do, but if you don't get control over your time, you're not going to be as productive. I know there are days where I have literally written an entire 40, 50, 60 page ebook in two days, but the only way that I can do that is, is uh, by tuning out everything else around me and of course one of the things that I do to make that happen is turning off browser windows and I do work in cycles you know normally I work Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 but sometimes I will choose to work an extra four or five hours two or three nights in a row because I want to finish something or I'll get up earlier and if I only did that when I felt like it I probably wouldn't do it I wouldn't get all of the extra work done so I have to commit to myself that I am going to take that extra time to to get the work done. 